Today's podcast is brought to you by Auto Conversion. B2B companies are faced with a multitude of challenges today when it comes to sales and marketing. The perpetual need to be creating demand will almost never subside. But with so much noise in the marketplace, how can your company's message cut through and reach your target audience? At Auto Conversion, we have a way. Through conversations and relationships, we help our clients form, package, and deliver their branded messages in unique ways that create awareness, spark interest, and drive demand. Find out how in our brand new B2B Demand Generation Quick Start Guide, which you can download free today at www.autoconversion.net or by texting ACB2B to 555-888. That's ACB2B to 555-888. If you aren't growing your business, then your business is shrinking. Get the free guide today. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. This is our live weekly webcast on how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for joining us. Today is Wednesday, September 4th, and happy hump day. I hope everybody had... A terrific Labor Day weekend. I know that mine was pretty relaxed. I'm hearing some dings, so I'm going to just make sure everything is in line the way it should be. My monitors are good. My recording looks like it's on. My audio looks like it's in the right place. So I think we are good. So thanks for being here. Appreciate taking the time, whether you're tuned in live. That's great because you're, you're, you're the only one that gets to be here live is, is uh, while we're live. But we do record the show and make the uh, recording available to uh, those that are registered with the show. So be sure you're registered. That way you always have access to the archive because once the live stream ends, then the recording on YouTube actually is unlisted. So you have to have the link to watch that. And we also record this and feature it on the Auto Converse podcast. So if you are listening on the podcast, we appreciate you uh, being subscribed to the podcast and being part of the part of the community uh, on that level too. So thank you. So today is Newspaper Carrier Day, and I will uh, kind of bring up. I'll bring up some tweets later on in the show. But Newspaper Carrier Day was created to honor the efforts of the first newsboy that was hired in the United States, which was by the Museum of the City of New York, which was in 1833. They hired 10-year-old Blarney Flaherty and uh, picked up his first load of papers, answering an advertisement for the Sun that specified that a steady, that steady men, quote-unquote steady men, could apply. Uh, Benjamin Day decided that Flaherty fit the bill. And it was soon after that, that his cries for paper, paper, get your paper here were first heard calling out across the streets of the Big Apple over 180 years ago, that first newspaper carrier. So to all the newspaper carriers out there, uh, this is your day to be, to be recognized. So a couple of things. Um, I have special guests lined up. Let me stop sharing my screen. So you get me apologize for that. Adam Ghazali from Imagery, which is the world's first mapless autonomous technology 
or a mapless autonomous driving platform. So we're going to bring Adam on in, in a few moments um, and a couple news items. You know, a lot has come out about the dangers of vaping. And I have, a, I have two sons and one of them is a teenager and he is now getting exposed to people, his peers, uh, to vaping. And we're, we're seeing reports of toxic chemicals un, that are not even classified, uh, you know, listed in, in these e-cigarettes that are now killing people. Michigan has just recently banned flavored e-cigarettes. Um, so yeah, there's just a rising number of vape, vaping-related illnesses and deaths. And so now the Centers for Disease Control and the FDA are putting out warnings to avoid products that could be contaminated uh, with these harmful chemicals. And I guess I'm bringing this up as a, as a PSA, just as a public service announcement that, you know, I was in a 7-Eleven yesterday and my son, he asked me about five-hour energy. And the, one, of the, the late, one of the ladies that was working there was stocking the shelves and she said, don't touch that stuff. She says, like, you, you, you don't need that at your age. And then there were a couple guys at the counter buying cigarettes. And we got in a conversation. And she said three years ago, her doctor, when she asked about uh, getting into e-cigarettes, told her, might as well stick with cigarettes because we know what's in those. And we don't know what's in e-cigarettes. So use your head, folks. Use your head out there and, um, you know, look out for yourself because these companies sure are not doing that. And um, moving on. So something cool out there, delivery bots, uh, food, the, the food delivery firm Starship Technologies is planning to roll out its autonomous delivery robots to 100 college campuses across the U.S. by 2022. So these uh, cooler size bots, I don't have any visuals to show you, but just imagine like the size of a cooler these little bots floating around delivering your food on college campuses. Um, they're already milling about at George Mason University in Virginia and Northern Arizona University. And with their self-contained pedestrian-friendly campuses and concentrated populations with limited kitchen access, colleges make for ideal testing grounds for autonomous delivery and for companies like Starship getting approval to operate on a campus uh, starting to come more easily for them as well. So I bring that up because like I said, we have our guest today, Adam Ghazali from, uh, he's the CEO and founder of, uh, imagery, which is an Israeli, uh, startup that, um, is building the world's first mapless autonomous driving platform. So right now the customary way to fully operate autonomous vehicles is to use HD mapping. And that requires a strong connection to satellite GPS and continuous efforts to keep the maps updated. Very expensive. So um, mapless autonomous driving uh, helps reduce the costs and be more efficient. And so imagery uses this highly intelligent vision-based approach that doesn't require HD mapping. So I have Adam here to talk about this. Adam, let's go ahead and get your camera on as you're sitting in the wings here. There we go. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Adam. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And Adam, like I said, uh, is, Imagery is an Israeli tech startup. So you are actually dialed in with us from Israel today, right? 
Yes. And it's almost your bedtime. I hope you got dinner. Yes, sure. I did. <laughs> Good. Well, it's great to have you here. So um, tell us briefly, define mapless driving, uh, mapless autonomous driving. Define it in your own words. I just did it based off of what I understood from it. What, tell us about it in your own words. Sure. So you started uh, describing it very well. It is uh, for sure the ability to drive uh, a robot or a car, in that case, autonomously without a high-definition map. Today, uh, most of uh, the autonomous uh, driving capability is built around uh, prior maps. And those prior maps are like a 3D representation of the world, of an environment, it's a confined environment. And uh, this 3D is a very, is a, like a highly detailed uh, understanding of uh, what the environment would look like for a car. So an autonomous uh, car wouldn't need to perceive uh, its environment in real time. It has it uh, pre-built. So this is today the customary way. The issue here that it's, it's very hard to build those maps and it's time consuming and very expensive. And this is indeed uh, the unnatural way to do autonomous driving. So images started in 2015 with the premise of building uh, autonomous uh, driving technology that is able to achieve a highly automated uh, capability on urban roads, which is, which is where the difficulty is without maps. So imagine it, it drives like a human being. If, if you go today to a new city and you rent a new car, you don't need to have a prior uh, map of the environment. All you need is a navigational map to tell you how to get from point A to point B, but you don't need a pretty detailed map of the environment to get around. So when we started this, it's a funny anecdote. Uh, a lot of people have uh, told us, wow, yeah, it's, it's, it's an obvious idea. It's, it's ambitious, but it's impossible. It is indeed one of the, it's, considered the century problem in computer science for many reasons. Autonomous driving is, um, is replicating a task that we humans take for granted. We, when we drive, we use uh, our uh, millions of years of uh, evolution knowledge, pre-built knowledge of understanding what, what, what driving is. So if you see a pedestrian and uh, down the road while driving and this pedestrian is, is about to cross the road and uh, they make a small gestures like uh, move their hand or uh, or uh, look at you you are able to perceive as a human being that they're about to cross and and this is a, not an easy task for computers today with uh, huge advancements in artificial intelligence uh, uh, deep learning uh, turning the problem into a learning approach uh, and using a huge amount of injected data, imagery has been able to accomplish a huge amount of uh, autonomy without high-definition maps, uh, just like what you saw in the video. So, Adam, if I could interject, I ask you to just clarify something, because, I mean, this is high-tech. These are concepts that the average consumer is really unfamiliar with, but am I, am I hearing you correctly that, Companies, mobility companies that build autonomous technology, uh, 
what you're saying is they actually build their own maps that that when the vehicles are driving and have cameras on are actually relying on these pre-designed maps for their for the vehicle's knowledge of where it is yes yes it's for uh, localization and road perception not only for localization but also for road perception there are 3d maps okay and so with with your technology there are no pre-designed maps everything is kind of in real time for the for the machine yes our car uh, interprets the readings of the sensors in real time and reconstructs the world in real time and is able to understand what a road is what is not a road and how far it is at interpret distances and uh, be able to make a decision on top of that so here's a question for you the human brain will, has memory and we remember our paths and, and scenery does autonomous uh, technology remember as well and kind of build a I don't know, a, a log of experiences? Yes. Not only that, it can do even much more than that. It can remember a log f- across a huge number of fleets. So if you're driving in, in where we're doing now in Tembi, Arizona, or in Europe, or in Israel, you would be able to consolidate all these experiences into one system. And this is one of the beauties of the system. And even while driving autonomously on a single road, you could encounter, uh, like I would say, a, diff- a scenario that you'd never encountered and you could share it across a huge fleet, of course. Well, I like that. So really, every vehicle that's tied to the same system of technology, of autonomous tech, is actually benefiting from, from the uh, journey of every, of every vehicle. Help me understand what's... I, so I understand that there's no pre-designed map Okay, but with HD mapping, the the autonomous tech still has cameras, so it still has to make decisions in real time. I was thinking about this the other day is the the idea of a pedestrian. (laughs) It seems like, um, I mean, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made by not just by a human driver, but by by a robot. Um, What's different other than the mapping? Is there anything else different between the real time? autonomous technology or does that remain the same it remains the same a car would have to understand moving objects understand uh, their intention uh, of, of pedestrian whether to cross or not other other road users or agents so it remains the same the main difference that our road perception happens in real time and it doesn't require a prior map one huge benefit of mapless autonomous driving that it's it's able to adapt to road changes much more quickly and much more conveniently. Today, autonomous uh, HD maps are suffering from a problem of adapting to construction sites. So our technology doesn't have this problem because once a city builds a construction site or municipality, our, our system is able to perceive a new road because it's trained it's learned many different roads and it's able to say, okay, here's a new road. It's smaller and I should drive on the right side of it. And this is, this is the basic premise of it. While high definition map approach would need either to adjust their map. Some, some people show uh, in 
capability of doing this adjustment in real time in a limited way, but most of the companies would need to adjust the map manually so a human would be need to be involved for every road change in the loop. So on your website, what you explain is that imagery's platform comprises of three layers, model perception, Aleph star, and then car controls. Did I say that right, Aleph star? Okay, so I think we've got an idea of model perception. That's the real-time uh, imaging that's going on. Can you, can you explain Aleph star? That's A-L-E-P-H. I'm not telling you that, but for those that are listening. <laughs> sure. So Aleph star is a proprietary imagery technology. It's, uh, it's, it's codenamed after uh, the mathematical symbol of Aleph star. Uh, it, it means uh, it's, it's the first infinity, the countable infinity. And we can't name it because when we started doing this, we realized that the amount of code that we have to write for uh, driving is infinite. To learn to drive is a huge amount of uh, corner cases. So the idea behind Aleph Star is, is, is first to come up with well-defined uh, understanding of the driving task in which enables us not uh, not to write a lot of code, infinite number of codes. We need infinite workforce and infinite amount of testing. So, for example, give you an example. So if, if you're, there is a universal rule that's very easy, that's very easy to code in and that, that it doesn't break. Like, not hitting objects or stopping at a traffic light. So when we write our driving software, everything that goes into the car that, that has, to be, has to be well defined, it has to be universally correct. And we make sure internally this is the first thing. So a rule-based system that is heavily and well defined. This is the first component of Alistar. Anything beyond that is beyond our control. We cannot really uh, teach a car to do some special maneuver because it could be ill-defined. It could it could take us into, it could, for example, if if, a, if there is a case in which we have to take over from the right car of a side uh, to take over, this is a this is not a well-defined rule because you could easily break it when there is space. And uh, the remainder of the system is uh, about simulators and uh, learning, so model-based uh, reinforcement learning in which we use our understanding of the model of the world in the first, in the first layer, and we teach the car in a huge semantic simulator what driving is. What's, uh, and we don't tell it what driving is, but just ask the car to drive around, make mistakes, take all those mistakes and inject them back to the system. Okay, so if I were to... If I were to describe Aleph Star, I would describe it as that's it's the learning component and the decision making that's going on. Okay. Yes. All right. So you have, you know, the intake, you have the learning, the decision making, and then you have the controls. Those are the three layers. Folks, you're tuned in here to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. I'm Ryan Girardi. I'm here with Adam Ghazali from the uh, Israeli tech startup imagery which is building the world's first mapless autonomous driving so we're talking about uh we're actually talking about these things uh related to to his technology 
Adam, let's have a little fun with this, okay? Um, there's five levels of autonomy. There's five levels of autonomy. I just heard a voice. I hope everybody else did too. <laughs> um, level five being fully autonomous, no operator, right? That's no operator. Is that a realistic uh, level? Like, do you, being in this business, in this technology, is that a realistic thing that we can expect? And if so, when? Sure. It is a realistic thing. Uh, if if you all sit on the outside uh, and uh, you don't get to experience, you'd think that it's unrealistic. Uh, being in, in the, at the heart of things and, and being for hundreds of hours in an autonomous car, I can tell you that it is indeed realistic. The question is when. So there are many different challenges that need to be solved in order to, to in order to achieve this level five. Level nope. five, by the way, is a well-defined system. It's a well-defined understanding. It's a car that is capable of doing better than a human being. So sure. It does not, so it does not need to do. It does not need a human being. So in case of a disaster, it's able to. In case of a natural disaster, it's able to stop itself. Uh, pull pull aside and, and and take a safe decision, and it's able to do it everywhere in the world. See, when I think of robots, autonomous tech, I, I they can definitely a robot a machine can definitely do a better job with general driving, with one exception, and that's when it's presented with a situation that just it's never been presented with before. Uh, that's a whole nother level. The other question I have around that is what about weather factors, things like mud, ice, and snow? I mean, that's always going to be <laughs> a, a reality to, I mean, heck, even as a human driving in that, in like a blizzard, um, you almost shouldn't be driving. So is there a point where an autonomous car is like, hey, too dangerous to drive, we're, we're not moving? Yeah, I, think, I think autonomous cars also shouldn't drive in those situations. Uh, a level five car, however, would be able to tell, and this is a challenging and unanswered question in the industry, to be able to tell that, okay, here I'm presenting with a new situation that I think is not safe to drive and should stop. And this is, this is where we really get to level five. When autonomous cars may, are able to make a, a safety, like audit themselves audit their decisions. And this is, uh, I don't think uh, anybody is able to do that, even if it's not yet. I will go on the record and say, when I think of autonomous driving, I think of it as feature, feature rich, um, that features that are being introduced into driving to make driving safer and more, uh, really safer and, and, and in some ways more convenient. Like for example, I would say, I really like the idea of being able to get some work done or interact with uh, you know, my kids in the car when I'm on a road trip, but rather than being tied to the, you know, on the highway, it seems like that's easy. So I think of autonomous driving as more about the, the, the cool features that are introduced. Real autonomy uh, that isn't human operated are things like those delivery bots that I brought up right? Like it's not harmful. It's, it's, I'd rather have a robot deliver my food than an Uber driver. Quite frankly, I would really rather have a robot deliver my food for me. Um, 
not a human not a human even for that feature of uh, you you or anybody sitting with their kid you wouldn't do it in a level on a much lower level than five you don't you don't want to do it you want your car to give you all the needed grace if there is a needed today uh, the level four or level uh, and level uh, three are ill-defined because they set uh, an operational domain which is a geostensed area so if you think of today of the leader of really shipping this in the hand of consumers you think of tesla today uh, tesla cars and uh, have pulled really impressive uh, impressive uh, feat of doing this on highways uh, however the cars are not yet ready to tell whether they are uh, they're, they're getting in a situation that they're unable to drive and you don't want to be sitting with your kids and turning your back on them reading a book uh, watching a video when your car isn't able to give you 10 minutes of grace at least mm-hmm. 10 minutes of grace and this is uh, this is only a habit happens at level five yeah I think flying is a great example. You know, planes today are so autonomous that just from, from what I understand, talking with people in the, in the aviation industry, that pilots are actually less trained today than they were 10 you know, plus years ago because there's, there's a lot they don't have to really know about flying or flying a, a jetliner. Um, so, well, yeah, when I think of autonomous cars, I just think of ways to make it's things that make it safer. You know, you go to, you go to turn, you're about today. I went to make a left turn and I realized as I was getting in the left lane that I actually didn't check. (laughs) I actually didn't check my blind spot, which I'm really good about. And as I I was actually looking to the other side and and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. That's where autonomous features are much needed. Yes. Adam, this, in my view, just one last sentence that uh, full autonomy, like a, a, the best ADA system is full autonomy. You lo- you, you're all for that. Yes. Well, we'll get there. I think when the roads, to me, when the roads and the cars are connected and the whole system is connected, that's a different story, right? But the minute you have variables like pedestrians and human drivers, no. I think it has to be, the whole system has to be fully connected. Then, then yeah, then I'll get in a car and I won't have to think twice. I'm good. You know, um, Adam, this is great stuff. We love talking about this type of technology. I uh, wish you the best. And uh, obviously it's good to get to know you, give you a chance to, uh, to talk about imagery here. Really appreciate taking the time. Thank you. So folks, we'll let Adam go. You can go and, and stop your camera and then just hang out in the wings and I'll be right back. So Adam Ghazali from Imagery, uh, autonomous mapless driving uh, tech startup out of Israel. And, you know, one thing that didn't come up in the conversation is they have, uh, they have uh, um, offices here in, in the States as well in Arizona because that's where they do a lot of their testing of their technology. So, hey, uh, again, if you're tuned in live, thank you for being here. I, I didn't get a chance to really check for comments. Uh, let me share my screen, just do a couple of quick housekeeping items. For one, uh, if you haven't opted into our, uh, our text code, take a moment now to get out your phones and text the keyword autoconverse to 64600. And we will actually send you a link to the show each week, about uh, 
about five or 10 minutes before we go live, we'll send you a link to the show because I understand you can't necessarily tune into the live show every, you know, every week, but you always want to catch it at some point. Uh, so we'll send you that link. Cause again, once the live stream ends, then, then uh, it's unlisted on our YouTube channel. Um, so for starters, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel in general, um, but get on the text code. Now, if you go to autoconverse.com, you can subscribe via email. And then when we announce each show, you'll get this nice post uh, with a link to the, uh, to that episode. So you'll always have it. Um, and you'll receive uh, an invitation to join our Slack network. So just a couple of things in case uh, it's not clear. We have a LinkedIn discussion group. It's called the Auto Conversion Influencers Group. It is unlisted, um, but you have a link to it from our website and you can uh, knock to join. But if you register for the show, what you do is you go under shows and do mobility tech and connectivity and register and we'll send you a link uh, both to link our LinkedIn group and to our Slack network. And again, that's where we actually have the official archive of each show. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Ryan Girardi. This is the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. Last week, we, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? We were at Digital Dealer. I think it was two weeks ago. And we did a recap of the 27th Digital Dealer. I had Owen Moon and Mike the Car Guy on. And we streamed it live, actually, from the Fixed Ops Digital booth in Las Vegas. A great recap of all the interviews that we did. So that's up there, and it's available on the podcast. And next week, I have Brian Allen coming on. Brian is now with Hire Car, but he comes from the retail side. Uh, and he's now joined forces with Hire Car. So we'll have a conversation about shared economies, uh, renting, uh, rideshare, if you're not familiar with High Car, they, they actually have a rental service for those that want to do Uber and Lyft. So Brian will be on next week. And again, ha- happy Newspaper Carrier Day. Happy Hump Day. Thanks again for joining. Brian Girardi signing off, and we will see you next week. Take care. This is Audiburst Media.